Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of General Conference Conversations, uh, the podcast where we have conversations about General Conference. I'm your host, Kaylin, and I am very excited to be with you guys today, talking with you wherever you may be, whatever today is for you. Um, It is cold for me today, it snowed last night, and... Our house is quite chilly today, Um, but that is besides the point. We are talking about uh, Elder Godoy's talk, and I hope I'm saying that right, Elder Godoy, Carlos Carlos A. Godoy, for the sake of your posterity, Um, and as always, I encourage you to listen to and or read this talk before you come and listen to me talk about it um, so you can get your own inspiration and questions and direction from the spirit on what you should study or work on Um, and then hopefully I can add something to your study with stories or my own thoughts Um, these are all just my own thoughts (laughs) and so your experiences may vary and that is especially true I think with this particular talk I had a really hard time with this talk. Um, I'll just be straight up about it. I don't want to like beat around the bush. I just had a really tough time with this talk. Excuse me. And I'll kind of get into why near the end and I'll probably sprinkle things in as I go. Um, I'm just going to run through the talk really quick because it's probably going to be a little bit different than my episodes have been in the past just because I did have some I just have a hard time with this talk (laughs) I'll just put it that way so it's going to be a little bit different today but let me just run through it really quick and then I'll kind of talk about my thoughts about all of this so he starts with a story He was serving in the South America's Northwest area and living in Peru. And he was gone uh, for the weekend for um, on assignments and coming back home. He went to at the airport, went to find his taxi driver and found a driver waiting for him from their usual taxi service they always used and got in the car. And they were gone for a few blocks when the driver got a call and was like, hey, the guy you just picked up, yeah, he got in the wrong car. (laughs) And so they were like, you can come back and get the car you were supposed to be in. And he was like, no, it's it's fine. It's not a huge deal as long as he takes me, you know, to my house, obviously. And after a bit, after that phone call, the driver asked if he was a Mormon. And he was like, well, yes, I am. And he learned that his driver, his name was Omar. They, he was a member, had been since he was a kid. Um, and his family was active when he was little or when he was younger. But they stopped going to church and he became completely inactive when he was 15. And at the time of the story, he was 40. So you know, 25 years later. And... 
Of course, Elder Godoy says that at that moment I realized I did not take the wrong taxi. It was not a coincidence that I was here because the Lord was calling him to come back to the fold. So they talked about the church and about when his family was active and what his memories were of that. And he said, I promise, you know, if, if the, the first Sunday that you're back in church, I'll be there. And so he was. His bishop called him a few weeks later and told him that Omar was going to be at church on this particular Sunday. So he was there. And then he was again there a few months later when Omar baptized his wife and his two kids. And then a year later, he performed their sealing at the Lima Peru temple. And this is a really beautiful, amazing story, like absolutely amazing, isn't it? Like, just, I, I want to say I have something similar, but I, I don't, but it's along the same lines when I was a missionary, and I'm sure I've told about this story before. When I was a missionary, there was a guy who, I was serving in YSA, and he was a member, uh, but stopped going in his youth uh, because he had a really, really rough relationship with one of the bishops in his ward. And um, and so stopped going. He hadn't gone for, I think, five or six years. And he called up our bishop and was like, hey, I want to come back to church. At the time, he was dating someone. And he was like, and she's interested in learning more about the church. Turned out she really wasn't. They broke up a couple of weeks later. But we continued teaching Colin, meeting with Colin and met with him during COVID. So it was like over video call once or twice a week for a couple of months. And he had a lot of things he was struggling with. Um, not just that, you know, he had just broken up with his girlfriend of like a couple of years but he was struggling to find a job that he enjoyed and to make money and he had a lot of personal mental health stuff and addiction stuff that he was working through and it was really sad he actually moved out of our ward and so we had to pass him off to a set of elders um which was end up really really good for him he made some really amazing friends in that ward and he uh, got along really well with the bishop, which was good because that was an, an issue before. And the elders that he got passed off to were absolutely amazing. And so it, it was just, it was good. It worked out well. And then, uh, and I kept up with him throughout my mission. And then I moved back to Arizona where I served. I moved back into that same ward where I was serving. Um, at the end of my mission, it was about a year later, and he called me up and he, or he messaged me on Facebook or something and was like, hey, I'm getting my endowments. And he invited me to be there. So I was one of the people that was able to be there um, to see him receive his endowments in the temple. And it was absolutely amazing. And so those moments of you know, it's not a coincidence. God is not a God of coincidences. Um, and for him, for Elder Godoy to be so involved in this family's return to the church, return to the gospel, um, and to be, you know, a part of those big moments for them, I think is a really beautiful story. 
what trips me up, I guess, is um, this next paragraph. Elder Godoy, he says, I'm sharing this experience for two purposes. And then he says this. First, to address those who, who ugh, to address those good members who for some reason have fallen away from the restored gospel of Jesus Christ. Second, to also address those participating members today, today who may or oh my gosh, who maybe are not being as faithful to their covenants as they should be. In both cases, generations ahead of them are impacted and blessings and promises that are reserved for their posterities are at risk. And so this is kind of the thesis of his whole talk, right? Is he saying um, that as people fall away or leave the church or maybe aren't um, doing all that they can to keep themselves in the church now, um, that can also have impacts later on in their family trait for their kids, their grandkids, their great-grandkids, and possibly take the opportunity away from them to accept the gospel. I have no problem with that. Like, that all makes sense, right? That's very true and real. If I were to leave the church today, then, you know, my children, I don't have kids, but like my future children, wouldn't have the same opportunities to participate in the gospel that I have in my life growing up in the church, right? That's all very true. They still have the opportunity to one day find the church or to accept the gospel into their lives, but it's it's different than if they were to be, you know, if I were to take them to church every week and encourage them to be part of youth activities and callings and to show them, you know, through example, that I'm in the church. So he goes on and talks about these two scenarios. Um, and he talks about how sad it is that he, when he comes across inactive members or non-members of the church who at one point had the gospel in their families and lost it because of not their decisions, but their parents' or their grandparents' decisions. And also their decisions as well. But like, um, just to have to see the, the kind of the chain broken, basically. And, and then the second scenario, he also talks about, um, so this is when he's talking about members who are maybe not being as faithful as they should be. And he quotes Elder Oaks talking about um, people who are only concerned with the present and that we need to think about how our decisions every day will lead, not just like that this is what I want now, but to think about how this decision will affect the rest of your life. And he says this specifically he says, um, Elder Godoy says, Some may think we don't need to attend church every Sunday, or we will pay tithing when things get better, or I will not support the church leaders in this subject. 
But, they say, we know the church is true and we will never leave the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he goes on to say that they may not realize the negative impact that that kind of lukewarm membership will have on the, their lives and the lives of their posterity. And anyway, and then he goes on to talk about uh, M. Russell Ballard also talking about some of the same, like, similar concerns. And it's really all just, you know, this like long way of saying your actions have consequences for other people and specifically your actions have consequences for your family's ties to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I absolutely believe all of that. I absolutely believe and agree that our actions have consequences and that we should be um, aware of those and thinking about those and thinking about how our actions affect not only our futures but other people's futures and just all of that. I absolutely believe all of that. However, my worry with talks like this, this one specifically, is that this tends to foster judgment against those who choose to leave the church or who are even just struggling with things in the gospel and things in the church. I am someone who struggles with aspects of policy, doctrine, gospel, scripture, general conference talks. Obviously, I'm talking about this very openly. Like there are things that I struggle with on a daily basis um and that quote that i just read of you know there are people who think i don't need to go to church or i'm not going to support the church leaders will pay tithing when things get better but say that they know the church is true and they'll never leave the gospel i feel that i feel like i am one of those people there are things that i really struggle with not necessarily going to church every Sunday or paying my tithing, although I do forget to pay my tithing and then I got paid all at the end of the year. But anyway, that's a different, <laughs> it's a different topic. But like, there are, there are things, right? I struggle with things in the church and I'm not going to say them specifically because that, I don't think this is the forum for that. But, you know, and there are a lot of people who struggle with things in the church, but they love the church they love the gospel they love you know they love some of the doctrine they love the doctrine and that's you know i've the church this church the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints is where i have come to know jesus christ and god that's where this is where i have i served a mission i saw the gospel change people's lives i I have felt of God's love, I have felt of the love of my Savior, I have felt the healing power of the atonement and the comfort that it brings me. I am grateful for the Spirit, <laughs> the Holy Ghost, who helps me to feel not so alone and like I, I truly believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ and I believe that this church has the the f most full and the the most correct things on on the earth 
And yet, there are things that I think we could do better. And there are questions that I have that I don't, I don't have answers to that really bother me about things. And I, and so I, I don't know. I don't, and maybe that's not what he's talking about. Maybe he's, he's, uh, thinking of, 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 you know, a diff- different scenarios than that. But I just, I just see this, like people taking this and then seeing, you know, people in their lives who have fallen away from the church or who they know is struggling with gospel related things or are really against the church or like maybe they were never members but they met with missionaries and they were just like no that's that's not for me and and you know taking this talk and judging them for that and saying that and thinking that they know the reason why that person left the church is struggling with the church doesn't like the church didn't want to join the church like those we don't know people we don't know their their reasoning and, and why they've left or why they're thinking of leaving or or why they're struggling right and people leave the church for very valid reasons i know not everybody believes that not everybody agrees with that but people walk away for very valid reasons and they might come back and they might not but that's like not our place to judge, right? And I get that this talk is not doing that. This talk is not saying, all those people that have left are terrible and you should judge them and, you know, but it's it's kind of a pitying tone to it. I think it's just so sad when people leave for, for like, he says, In what, yes, is what a sad legacy to pass on and for what reason? Whatever it is, it isn't enough to ignore this negative spiritual impact it will create for generations ahead. And I feel like that just puts so much pressure on people. It puts a lot of pressure on me. And this is maybe just a me thing, but like, I can only control myself, right? I can only drink control my own actions. I cannot control actions of my future children or of the my my husband like I can't control other people and and I get where that that that's my thoughts are all over the place on this I understand that this talk is about thinking about your particular actions and how they are going to impact people I understand that but I also just don't I just want to remind people to not use this to judge others because it's really easy to do that. It's really easy to take this and say, oh, well, that's such a silly reason to leave, or that's such a a stupid reason to, you know, it's it's such a stupid reason to be be struggling with this thing, or, oh, well, I, I don't see that as an issue. You shouldn't see that as an issue, right? We're all different, and we're all gonna be 
in different places and doing different things and it's just I just see this being a problem so please absolutely use this talk as a way to gauge where you're at spiritually and to you know be grateful for um your role in passing on this spiritual legacy right whatever that legacy may look like but i also would like to put forward an invitation to do this (laughs) if you are someone who thought of somebody if you were reading this talk and you thought oh i know somebody who's like this it's so sad that this person left the church or is struggling with the church because that'll impact their kids or whatever. You thought of someone who has left the church or is struggling with the church or has rejected the gospel for whatever reason. I want you to really truly try to understand why. Why they left, why they're struggling, why they disregarded or why they you know, said no to missionaries or said no to baptism or whatever it may be, right? Either ask them or if you've asked them before, you know, return to that conversation in your mind and and try not to disregard their reasons as trivial or too small or silly or something that you don't see as a problem, right? And really think about why those reasons are important to them. And, and have an open conversation about this. And, and you, you're probably never going to see eye to eye on every, you're not, you're never going to see eye to eye on everything, right? And you might not even completely understand their reasons, but you can still celebrate the faith that they do have. You can celebrate your similarities and your differences. You can bring the spirit into any conversation that you have with someone, regardless of whether you say anything about God or the church or jesus right but like going into it a place of love not a place of i pity you because you've taken the opportunity away from your posterity to have the gospel in their lives i just i just don't see that being a a loving place that you're you know approaching a relationship with so those are my thoughts on this talk, and you may have completely other t- thoughts on this talk. I totally, obviously, your mileage may vary. <laughs> I, we are all different, and you may have taken this as very positive and very uplifting, um, but I do want you to keep that in mind, that, you know, if you if your immediate thought was to think of somebody else and you know, judge them or pity them or think it's oh so sad that somebody's left the church. I really want you to think about the why. Because we often in the church we often categorize people who have left the church as lazy or rebellious or sinners or they're taking the easy way out right we have these kind of preconceived notions in our heads of why people leave the church or why people question or why people struggle with things and 
you know, we forget that they're just people trying to get through it just like we are. And and when have we, you know, when have you, is there anybody who has never struggled with anything in the gospel? Right, we're all struggling. We're never perfect and none of us are perfect. None of us are doing all of our covenants and all of our commandments every day. If we were, we would be perfect and there would be no need for us to be on this earth. Like we can always be learning and, and growing. And so anyway, that's my two cents, my thoughts, more more than two cents, because that was a lot <laughs> of thoughts. Um, but that is that is my my invitation to you is to think of the people in your life who've left the church, who are struggling with the church, who are questioning, who maybe don't like the church, who have refused to not refused but declined the offer to join the church or even to you know go to church with you right and think about why and maybe ask them why like have conversations with them about it and really try to understand from a place of love where they're coming from so that's really all i've got for you um as always, I encourage you to check the, the footnotes. There aren't a lot for this talk, but he does quote uh, quite a few other talks. Um, a couple, for, uh, or one from President Nelson, one from President Oaks, one from the late President Ballard, and um, some scriptures as well. So if you want to do some further, further study of this topic, um, that's a good place to start. As always, thank you so much for listening to me ramble along and try to put my put my thoughts into coherent words and sentences for you to think about. Um, be sure to follow and share on Facebook and Instagram, both General Conference com- Conversations. Um, and you can also subscribe or follow. Subscribe on YouTube, follow on your podcatcher of choice. Um, I also always love to hear from you, reviews and emails and comments and messages. So, uh, I yeah, I love to hear your thoughts. And maybe you want to share your thoughts on this with me. Maybe you agree or disagree. I just, I'd really love to hear your thoughts. So, um, I will talk to you all next time.